Hello, and welcome to the Search Engine Journal Show. This week, we have a special episode, a pod panel of sorts, where we're going to talk about the Google Partners changes that have happened over the past week. And instead of Brent or Danny, it's me, Greg Finn, a co-host over at Marketing O'Clock on the Search Engine Journal Network, taking a crack at this first ever pod panel on the Search Engine Journal show. And with me, I have Andrea Cruz, the digital marketing manager at the fabulous Co Marketing, and Sam Rucklowitz, vice president of digital strategy and data analytics at Warshawski. Thanks for coming on the show, everybody. Appreciate it. How are you all doing? It's a pleasure. It's great to be here. Likewise, yeah, it's my first Search Engine Journal show, so excited. Great. Yeah. And Sam, you're, you're doing double duty. I know you're out at a show. You're at SMX in West. So thanks for being up early here to record. I think this is a, an important show to have and I really wanted to get your all perspective on this. So thanks for coming on. This special episode is brought to you by Ahrefs. Whether you work for a big brand, run your own small business or do freelance work, getting traffic to your website is always an issue. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. Want more? Check out their blog or YouTube channel, which I think just hit 100,000 subscribers. Congrats. It's got to be good. So head over to that YouTube channel for step-by-step -step SEO tutorials. They have a seven-day trial for only seven bucks. Head on over to hrefs.com to sign up. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com to sign up today. And also, today's show is sponsored by Optio. Optio helps Google Ads managers automate time-consuming manual tasks so they can spend more time on high-level strategy and creative work, what we all want, as you'll soon find out. <laughs> Optimize accounts, you can monitor performance, track budgets, and get alerts when important changes happen. Right now, our listeners to the Search Engine Journal show can get a six-week free trial of Optio. Go to optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com forward slash SEJ to get started. It's the only way to get it is to use that link. So head on over and we are going to talk about some of the fantastic recommendations that they offer a little bit later. So why are we here today? The new Google Partners changes were announced on Wednesday of last week and updated again on Friday with little to no clarity as well. But there are three main differences than the past Partners program. The first was the spend, still a 90-day ad spend requirement, but instead of $10,000, that requirement is jumping to $20,000. Additionally, there are certification changes. So previously, a company needed one user certified in Google Ads who was an admin or standard access. Now a company needs to have at least 50% of its eligible users to earn updated certifications from Skillshop. What is an eligible user? We're gonna talk about it in a minute, but Google has stated users need admin or standard level access to be considered eligible. So similar to what it was before with the one, but now 50% of the people that are admin or standard must be certified. And lastly here, previously companies simply needed to meet the performance requirement by delivering solid overall ad revenue and growth while maintaining a growing customer bases. Additionally, you had to have 12 months of spend activity. There's no more. You will need now to be a Google partner. The requirement of adoption of 70% of Google recommendations and your accounts to, in order to obtain your Google partners badge. So this is the overall recommendation optimization score and previously you could dismiss the changes and get up to 100 that is no more i will read this directly from google we evaluate the optimization score without dismissed recommendations for the company performance requirement so these are the changes so these are the changes so before we proceed i wanted to ask you and i ask you first andrea uh, are you a google partner or is co-marketing so Comarketing has been a Google Premier partner for a while, and before that, we were a regular partner. I don't remember what it used to be. It has changed so many times. <laughs> but yeah, we have always, uh, we have always been uh, in a relationship with Google. Um, 
yes, they provide valuable advice, uh, but it's we are always a struggling between what Google wants us to do, what we recommend doing, and what the action that the clients actually actually capable of doing. And I'm sure Sam probably has a similar experience if he's a partner as well. Yeah, and Sam, how about you? Yeah. yeah so we are also a Google partner agency. Um, we have been for many years. Um, I would say it's a very similar experience to what Andre had. Sometimes it's they're helpful. Um, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they do crazy things. Sometimes <laughs> they want us to change spends in ways that are definitely not beneficial for the client. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag, but like I think you said it perfectly because we're always kind of in the middle of an exchange between what Google wants us to do, what's best for the client, and you know what other advertise or what other platforms sometimes pressure you to do as well. So you're kind of in that weird little middle ground. Great. But, yeah. And, and Andrea, do you think that the having that partner badge, that, or the premier partner badge, the partner badge in general, do you think that that has helped your business? Has that been an overall positive for co-marketing? I think clients feel more trustworthy when they see, hey, this is a business that has a relationship with Google or when a client can figure something out and it's like, let me talk to my premier partner specialist and see if they can help me move this for you. Um, in those cases, I think it's useful. Okay. And Sam, how about you? Is that something you think clients are looking for specifically come to you looking for? So I think for a certain type of client, that's definitely the case where they maybe haven't done online advertising before, or this is a new thing for them. It's a nice thing. Um, and they look at it and they say, oh, that's really interesting. Um, but for, we have a number of clients that have come to us from other Google partner agencies that just like completely, you know, either took advantage of them or didn't run their account in the best way and wasted a ton of their money. And they're saying to us, well, why do you care? Like, why do I care? Like, I went to a partner agency before and I got burned. So what does it mean anything? You know what I mean, it's, it's a mixed bag, I would say. A hundred percent. And I've, I've had that same experience where I was flabbergasted that some work had come from a specific agency and, and at that status. So I think it seems like it's across the board. Um, I guess one question before we get into some of those changes, is there anything that you really like about the partners program? And we'll start with you, Sam. Um, I think I do appreciate the access that we get to some of the Google account managers or the partner managers, whatever they're called these days. I think that's been helpful in some instances to escalate and resolve client issues that were maybe non-traditional and not having to go through the traditional support channels, which are suboptimal. If we're going to be polite. It's very polite. I think, <laughs> I think that's probably the biggest benefit I've seen. I mean, the I don't really care about free stuff. Like we've got coffee machines in the office, so I don't really need another one. And we've got scooters in the office, so I don't really want one of those either. So that's kind of the only thing. I'll take them if you don't want them. <laughs> but the real question, Sam, do you have a gumball machine? Because I think that's only about... We don't three. have a... Actually, we do have a gumball machine, but we have a gumball machine because one of our... Because we bought a gumball machine, not because Google got us one. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. And it's currently filled with M&Ms. So, yeah. It sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. And I Andrea, also don't, I don't eat candy. So, oh. yeah. All right. Well, Andrea, is there anything that you specifically like about the program today? I'm going to go with the same that Sam said, um, that having that particular relationship with someone, what drives me insane is that they will only pick a few accounts of our NCC instead of focusing on the accounts that maybe need actual help or are struggling a bit. They only focus on the ones that have a larger span. Um, so that I think that part is very frustrating, but they do provide some nice insights here and there. Uh, but again, it's not, that's not always the case. It's in a case by case basis. Great. And so now I want to actually look at those changes and break them down. And the first one should be pretty easy. Uh, the spend level certification is going up. So instead of having that $10,000 required in the past 90 days, it's moving up to $20,000. And I'll start with you, Sam. Do you have any, any thoughts on that change? Do you like it? What do you think? 
I actually like that change and I'm fine with that change. I mean, if you look at 20,000 bucks a month, that's 6,670 bucks or sorry, 20,000 over three is just under seven grand a month in spend. And I would, I still think that's too low, to be honest. I mean, I think I know plenty of freelancers that run triple that and they're definitely not an agency. It's definitely not a partner program. It's just, they're a freelancer with four accounts and each account spends four to five grand. And Andrea, how about you? And they're, yeah. I kind of agree with Sam. I do think that it's nice that they are moving it a little bit up because if you have two or three accounts, even if they are small, um, they would get to that 20K fairly easy. Um, so I don't have a particular opinion on being that a negative, but of course I, I am in a larger agency, so maybe that's why I think it, it's okay. Great, and I kind of echo the same sentiment here that, that all makes sense. So let's move on to the company performance part of this. And I'm going to start with something that I haven't really seen anybody talking about specifically, but the change that you no longer have to have your account active for 12 months. And I will, we'll go with you first, Andrea. What are your thoughts on that? That, you know, now, as long as you hit the recommendations and those spend numbers, you no longer have to have an account for 12 months. It's crazy. How can I know that you are this digital marketing? And one of the things I love about digital marketing is that it changes every single day. And we get a curveball from Google every single day as well. So I think that somebody who doesn't have an account active for the past 12 months, it doesn't make sense for them to be a partner. Because the things that we were doing last year are very different from the things we are trying this year. And how about you, Sam? Do you think the 12 months yeah. removal is, is good or bad? I think it's awful. I mean, I think there are already enough, and I've personally dealt with enough clients that have gotten really bad treatment from other agencies or partners or freelancers. And like you said, you need a track record. If you're going to be a partner and Google's going to put their name on it, and that's a name that you, I mean, as Google want to instill trust in, like you can't have two-bit hacks running around putting Google partner badges on our website. And the second something bad happens, they just open up a new shop and all of a sudden there's their Google partner agency after a month of spend. Like that's craziness. And the whole point should be this instills trust and confidence that these are trained professionals who are going to work and do what's best for you, not random humans that went into business three weeks ago. Right. And so let's talk about that, that part then, the random humans. You know, one of the changes to some of the certifications with this is that now 50% of eligible users, again, that would be the admin or standard level of your ads manager account, need the skill, skill shop certification. Sam, what are your thoughts on that? So I would like this a lot more. I mean, I've had some interesting experiences where it's like, you know, we get half of your employees certified. We have clients on all of our accounts and some use Gmail and it's a weird mess. Um, if that's probably mostly just a standardization issue, I'm fine with it. I like the idea of making sure everyone is that's working on your account is good. But when the answers are posted online and there's no accountability, it doesn't mean much. It just means that you had half the members of your team were smart enough to sit and Google answers to the Google Skillshop certification for a half an hour on a random Tuesday. It's not a meaningful point of difference. And, and if you're a small agency, like I said, sorry, with the 20K spend, you know what I mean? That's six grand a month. So you might only be a two person shop. Again, that doesn't instill confidence. It's just one of you had the certification. Right. And Andrea, what do you think about the certifications? Again, knowing that you also, you know, work at an agency and have a, a good number of folks that you're always trying to train up. Yeah. So I always have this perspective that when you are new to Google ads, I think it's a good thing that you learn all the terms and how Google wants you to think because the experience and the practice in the agency will show you what Google wants to wants you to do versus what you should actually be doing. So I think new people in PPC should do the certifications. Yes, when you have been doing this for five years, you know that that's not how the world actually works. Um, 
but my issue with it is I think Google tells me there's this amount insane insane amount of people that should get certified, which is incorrect. And I know that there's some people saying around how you can either exclude people's uh, domains, so it's only the people from the agency, the ones that need to get certified. So that, I don't know if you have a trick for that. If you do, please let me know, because it's telling me that I have to get my clients certified, <laughs> which is not gonna happen. <laughs> That's no good. And I actually think they're probably gonna work that out. That seems like a, a bit of a mistake, you know, with, with some of that. Um, so, so I, I would hope that you don't have to get your clients certified to be, you know, for your partner status. So my guess is that for the most part, that'll work its way out, hopefully. Um, and then it'll just be down to the 50%, you know, at your partner company is, is that guess. But overall, it doesn't seem like that there's too much there as long as the clients are out of the, out of the equation for you. Right. I mean, I actually agree with the fundamental idea of doing it. I think it's, good to make sure people are trained. I mean, I don't necessarily agree that the way Google is doing it is the right way to do it, but that's an right. yep. argument for another day. Great. Um, so let's move on to another one of the, the bigger points in this change, and it's going to talk about recommendations. And, and before we get into the actual change itself and break that down, I wanted to know your overall thoughts on Google's recommendations. So we'll start with you, Andrea. What are your thoughts on Google's recommendations? that most of them are awful. Because <laughs> it's either, I always have the same ones in my account, which is implement impression, target impression share, which is Google take my money away and have fun with it. Or use return on ad spend or one of these automated bidding, um, bidding targeting options, which some of them don't align with what my client wants to do or increase your budget by X amount so you can get more traffic. So that's my issue with the recommendations. Those are the ones I mostly see in my accounts. Um, but I do know that, for example, if you're a smaller agency or a small person just doing um, Google's on your own, yeah, you, it will be helpful to say, hey, here are some keyword variations or add site links, add structure snippets. I think those are things that everybody can do. So those are fine. My issue is with the other ones that are just to fill Google with more money than they already have. And, and Sam, how about you? What, what do you think of the quality of the recommendations? So I think it's kind of, um, if I can use an analogy, I think the recommendations are kind of like a cargo ship or a cruise liner. Like they get you in the general right direction, but that's not where the money's made. It's made and where clients really see differences in performances, the ability to kind of run a speedboat, so to speak, and make quick changes into like the little nuances. And those recommendations are god awful at those. So like we have clients that are in very specialized industries or regulated industries, and Google's like serving us keyword options that are not what the client does, not aligned with the business. And if we ever implemented them, their legal would come down on us like something bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, so, I mean, and that's, it's awful. It's like, yeah, I agree directionally that putting site links is a good life choice. That's, that's good. Having more than one ad in your account. Yeah. That's a good life choice too. You should probably do that. But especially like for some of our B2B clients, some of those recommendations are just bad. And I'm like, well, we're never going to do this. And they're terrible on like, the keyword side and they're bad on the display side. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, basically like, let us target everybody. We'll figure it out. Combine all these keywords into a single campaign. No, <laughs> right. That's and not going to be happening. I like that cruise ship analogy because, you know, there, there can be some, some really helpful things in there for agencies, but to, to the point of the B2B side of things, the machine learning just isn't smart enough to know if a campaign is an off hours campaign that doesn't want call extensions. You know, the machine learning is still, it's, it's fine, but it is not something that should be dictating what partners do in my opinion. Um, it's to, to your point, it's just not granular enough. So, um, okay. So I, I want to go in another direction here where Andrea, you had enlightened at least me uh, about a month ago to, the fact that you could dismiss the recommendations and, and pr prior to this change, the recommendation, you just got a score, but it didn't have any impact on you. And I just ignored it. And Andrea said, oh, if you dismiss it, you can get a hundred percent 
uh, a recommendation score. And that got a lot of buzz around the, the, the Twitter sphere. Um, so Andrea, did you cause this change? Was it you and your, and your knowledge that you dropped on everyone? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> that, that's not my style, but you know, something funny is I never told you how I learned that. I knew that your score would go to 100 because when our Google um, representative was telling us about the optimization score, our question to them was, well, so now all clients are going to be asking, oh, why my optimization score is not 100, which I know other agencies and other people are facing that question today. And Google told us, oh, you can dismiss them and your percentage will increase. Google itself told me that that's how it worked. Uh, in fact, they also let me know that um, when you do this, you are actually telling the algorithm, well, this recommendation doesn't apply to your account. So I thought that was um, very interesting that they are now saying that if you dismiss them, it won't work. Right. So now you can dismiss them, the recommendations, but it will not count towards that number that you had to hit. On Wednesday when it came out, that number wasn't clear. And they clarified that to 70% of the recommendations out there. So Sam, what are your thoughts on that being forced to hit a percentage? And again, the number is arbitrary because they can assign numbers to any of the points there. But let's say the ability that you have to hit 70% and implement 70% of the recommendations. Yeah, I think that's bad um, because 70% of the recommendations aren't good. So in that case, I'm putting in this, I'm being put in this weird situation as an agency where if I want to keep my partner badge, I have to do what Google says, even if I know or have really good reason to believe or have been directed by a client to not do that. So now my interests are opposed to my client's interests, potentially, if I care about the partner's badge. Um, but it's just, no, I fundamentally disagree with that. And I mean, I've also, on the flip side of this, fun story. I just was with a client and their agency, one of their things in their reporting is that they hit a hundred optimization score on all their client accounts. Oh my goodness. They're like, your account's perfectly healthy and they have it at the top. Optimization score, 100. And I was like, what in the world is this? And apparently it's relatively common among the kinds of agencies that you probably wouldn't refer to your clients. Good, so, good grief. Good grief. That that's how you look at success. Oh yeah, we've got the the were a target impression shared across the board. Fantastic. Um, well, Sam, so so Google did an, a little bit of clarification and some of the things that they say make it look good. So how would you rebut the fact that they said, we found that advertisers who increased their account level optimization score by 10 points saw a 10% increase in conversions on average? Show me the counts and cross tabs of your study. And, and I'll probably tell you that it's probably the first 10%. Good job. You added conversion actions to your account and you got 10% more conversions. Huh. And, Who would have thought? And their budget. I also, and, sorry, I was go going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder what the actual conversion they are tracking. Cause is it people clicking on something or is it people making purchases, which industry and so on and so forth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me see the study. Show us the data, but they won't because it's on their thing. It's like a Google internal study mm -hmm. of what, of who, over how long, and at what level of optimization score, right? Was that the 10% from zero to 10? In which case it's like, hey, we put a floor on our house and now it's not flooding every time it rains. Okay, duh. That's <laughs> what that does. Or is it, you know, the last 10% that eked out that incremental value that's really where agencies live? Like high performance marketing agencies are that's the difference between you know a fantastic quarter and an okay quarter so if it's the second one then i'm interested but you won't tell us so yeah. i don't trust you and my favorite part of that stat that they threw in there to make it look better is the fact that many of the recommendations tell you to increase budget if i increase my budget by 50% i'd hope you could get a 10% increase in conversions and there's no mention of any type of efficiency it's just like oh yeah we've got more conversions so again something yeah to that's a good point to consider if you get any pushback on anything and why that particular point means absolutely nothing, at least to me um, in general, and for all the other points that we talked about here. 
Um, okay, so we're going to get into a little bit of a deeper dive on the recommendations and our thoughts about and kind of forcing these recommendations onto agencies. But first, the show today is sponsored by Optio, and Optio makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks, so you can spend more time on strategic or creative work. Whether you work in an agency like all of us here with a large number of accounts, or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio, Optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier. Best yet, they have recommendations and what they call a scorecard. And these recommendations are broken down into many different segments. So you can th see things like quality score, coverage, remarketing, and what they think you might have some chances to optimize. If you don't implement the recommendations, there's no problem. You don't have any ill effects. You don't lose a badge. You can just brush those off. So if you want a free six-week trial of Optio, you won't regret it. Head on over to optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O.com forward slash S-E-J. All right, so I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive on forcing these recommendations onto agencies. And Andrea, do you think that the ad platform should dictate what recommendations an agency gives to their clients? Of course not. But when you are the market leader, do you actually care about them? Because I don't think people will stop using Google because you don't have a badge. And Sam, do you think that, that that's moral? I mean, okay, what definition of moral are we talking about? Are we going like Thomas Piketty and Thomas and like Thomas Friedman? I'm like, moral is delivering value for shareholders? In that case, sure. You know, um, but in terms of how I would do business, no, I think it's ridiculous. But I guess moral is kind of a relative thing. So is it moral for Google stockholders? Yeah, it's probably pretty good for them. Um, but from an advertising standpoint and uh, proper use of what is essentially monopoly power, no, it's pretty much rent-seeking behavior, which theoretically we should try to avoid. Okay, Sam. So I'm going to follow up on that. Do you think that this is in the agency's best interest that is going through taking the certifications and becoming a Google partner? Is it moral to that agency? So this is where I start to have um, some issues because I think for the agency, potentially having that badge now doesn't mean what you thought it meant before. If keeping it requires you to adhere to whatever Google wants, because at that point you are, my view of the agency is you're kind of like the, you're the fiduciary for the client. They are coming to you because they don't understand maybe the best possible way to spend. They don't understand all the nuances of the platform and they're looking for somebody to be on their team and to say, you know what, put money here, put money there, put money here but maybe pull back over there because that's not really delivering value and here's why. You know, you're supposed to be like the, the honest broker in this that's helping them make an informed decision. The second you skew the incentives of that honest broker, it's no longer a fiduciary, it's no longer an honest broker. You get into this situation that um, Wall Street got into maybe 12 years ago when financial advisors were then incentivized to sell the financial products that their bank or their affiliates made versus the ones that might be right for their customer. And all of a sudden, you know, there's no more trust in financial advisors and it's bad. But that's the same situation you're setting up here where the model was intended to help me make intelligent decisions. But when you put in a perverse set of incentives like Google has done, it fundamentally undermines the confidence in those people who are Google's basically sales team. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like a weird, stupid decision. Yeah, and this this isn't new either. And, and for the record, in speaking with, you know, those former Google reps, their job um, in what they did and when they had that outreach with any kind of clients specifically, and I'm not talking about the partners program right here, but was incentive based. So if you could get people into maximize clicks, you could hit these incentives and you're paid off of incentives. And so this is almost, Sam, to your point, I, I like that that analogy where it's it's almost turning these agencies and partners into a kind of masked sales agent. Yeah. Okay, so Andrea, a question for you. Do you think that agencies will resist this change or that agencies will comply to keep their badge? 
Well, I don't think you can resist the change. I think it's happening either way. Um, now, in terms of compliance, at that certain point, if you meet the requirements, you will be automatically added to it. Um, now, it, it's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis if agencies are going to say, well, I'm going to do whatever Google tells me just to get the badge. So then it's going to get messier uh, from that perspective. So do you think that, that agencies will comply and start hitting whatever made-up optimization score on their clients regardless of whether it's good? Or do you think that people will say, I'm done with the partners program? I think a lot of people will be done with them because they are also not receiving great support. When you ask people around that have been doing this for a while, what do you think about the support you are getting from Google? Uh, most of them will give you a reply like Sam and I did at the beginning of the program. So I think it's going to be a, wait, a waiting situation for people to decide, hey, how much am I getting? and Do I actually want this? Do I actually want to keep having this support from Google? But I have to do what they want me to do instead of follow my client's best interest. I think it's going to be a decision that many, many agencies are going to have to discuss internally. And Sam, what do you think about that? Will people resist? Will people give up that status or keep on going as is? Well, I think, and I mentioned this on Twitter, um, I think in some like weird, different way, this actually might be a good thing for legitimately good agencies because it's really difficult to explain to clients insidious ways that people take their money. Like when you actually go through an account and we know like we see broad match and we see all of these wasted budget and we see target impression share being used in completely the wrong way. And we see all these different things and we go to the client, they're like, but the agency had a good reason why. And like they explain it to us. But then when you, they're like, and there are partners, we trust them. But then when you actually go back and you show them, they start to get it. But this just makes blatant like what, where the badge is coming from. It's from complying with whatever Google says, and Google makes money when Google says you to do things. So it's a little bit easier to potentially differentiate yourself and say, you know what? We don't have the partner badge. Here's why. Here's how that actually hurts clients. Here's what we're doing instead, which is why I really kind of agreed and appreciate your client partners thing, Greg, because I think it's that's what clients want. They want somebody to actually help them not somebody to do what Google says and claim to help them. So or I think in some Google, weird perverse way. Or become a Google sales representative on your own. Yeah, correct. Oh, and the other thing, um, I may have inadvertently said Thomas Piketty because I'm not caffeinated yet. So not Thomas Piketty. He's a good economist. Milton Freeman, bad economist. Okay. The only way I would understand who you're talking about anyway is if after Thomas came the train. So you either way. Okay. Right over my head. Yeah, well, I just be, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, yeah. It, my background's in finance and econ, so and to Sam, I would probably get yelled at by my friends. And to follow up on what Sam had said, we may, I am so against this change, and we took a little time here um, at Cypress North, our agency, and we put together something called clients.partners. You can put it through, um, and I think it, it, it'll say that you are going to put your client's interest first and foremost before a badge, and it, it leads in well to this next question. Um, so, Andrea, if you have to now hit the 70% optimization score, um, and I, I know you can't speak for your company, but if you had your own company, um, let's say, would you forge ahead with the partners program, hit that 70% mark of recommendations in order to keep the badge? No, if it was in my own, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, what I have seen in my accounts is without even really trying. Um, that's the optimization score you will normally see around 70%. Um, so what concerns me a little bit is the companies that they are really doing what they think it's the best, ignoring results and they are still hitting that 70% and they have the other requirements um, that they might get a stain and people will think that they are just Google resellers. Um, so I'm interested to see what will the general audience think after these changes are made. It's it's going to definitely be an interesting position. And Sam, what what are your thoughts? Are, is that something that you will be complying with? No, I mean, if we keep it, cool. If not, eh, it's not like it did anything for us before. I mean, if exactly. anything, I might I might actually 
And as I'm going through some of our current stuff, I might change some things around to focus more on the fact that we don't really care about that and more focus more on, you know, what you're coming for, to us for is, again, to help you make the best decision for your business and to do what's right for your business. And we know these platforms inside and out, but we're never going to sell you out or sabotage the performance of your account so that we can keep the badge. Okay. Because that's want... not right. And, and, so and I think that... it's... Andrea, Sorry. go ahead, Andrea. Adding to what Sam just said, when if there's something or there's an issue in an account, you can guarantee the first thing I won't do is go into the recommendation step. I will start looking at the data because we have the experience and the knowledge and the expertise to tackle them. So I am not looking to for Google to give me an answer. So that's not that's not how I look at the recommendations. They are just there. I'll do my normal optimization. So maybe once a month or once every three months, I will sneak peek, see if there's anything in there. If I find something great, I usually don't find anything helpful. So I don't work my accounts towards getting an optimization score. I do it based on my clients' goals, which is where I think everybody should be focusing on. And I think that's what Sam was referring to as well. Great. And so Sam, back to you. You know, one of the, one of the things that you've echoed a few times is the fact that there's not much value to the partners program. You know, there used to be a partner search where people could go and find companies that were partners, and there used to be even leads that could be submitted right through the site. Would that change your mind, Sam? No, sorry, we have enough. I mean, I think we we get enough. I don't care. Like, I don't. It's nice to get a lead, I guess. Like we have other referrers that give us leads, sure. But I mean, to me, that just that that's even more perverse than the current situation. If it's like, oh, the only place now you can get business for this is through the Google Partners referral network. That's like the next level of gross. You know what I mean? Like it, it ties agencies to Google even more, which allows Google even more power to control what they do. So I don't want it, and our team does just fine getting business on our own. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to tie us. I don't want an agency tied more to Google or more reliant on Google than they already are. Cause it's not good for clients. Great. I, I, and that was a, a test and you passed, <laughs> you passed Sam. So go hire Sam everybody. But I wanted to take a quick break here and talk about another sponsor from today's show, Ahrefs. Ahrefs makes competitive analysis easy. Their tools show you how your competitors are getting traffic from Google and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most search traffic, find out exact keywords they're ranking for and which backlinks are helping them rank. From there, you can replicate or improve on their strategies. If you're not getting significant search traffic, Ahrefs tools also help define topics worth creating pages or content on. You can easily see estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their Keywords Explorer tool. If you are getting search traffic, great. Use features like their top pages report to break down which of your pages are bringing in the most traffic and figure out on how you can replicate the success. Another thing, they almost have recommendations, but they have what's called a health score. And the health score corresponds with the proportion of internal URLs on a crawled site that have errors. You can hop in, see all the errors that Ahrefs has found, but again, no penalty if you don't implement them. So head on over. It's seven days for just seven bucks at ahrefs.com. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com. All right. So I wanted to go into a few more ramifications before we wind up here and go into maybe the future. So if somebody is deciding to kill off their Google partner status, would you see any reason not to do so? Is there any reason people should keep it? And I'll go with you, Andrea, first. I think it's fine if they don't want to do it because they are keeping their client's best interest when making that decision. And Sam, any reason to keep Google partners? Nope. All right. With these changes, it's maybe inevitable that the folks that stay on are going to be implementing more recommendations. What are your thoughts on the overall impact to people's perception? of Google ads. Will this hurt perceptions? You know, saying sometimes people say Google ads doesn't work as great as I thought. Do you think it's going to have any impact, Sam? Yeah, I think it's, 
in the short term, it's going to be a short, like their Q2, Q3 earnings are probably going to go up and that's good. But I think in the long term, people are going to start to lose trust in Google ads and they're going to start coming back and you're going to hear more details of, you know, what we affectionately refer to as like the burn victims unit, like people that have invested a lot of money in an agency that just automates it and copy and pastes and templates and then doesn't get the results that they promised and the client feels taken advantage of and they're not sure what to do, but you know, they're in this weird situation where their competition is now online. They're all advertising. They've spent a lot of money. They haven't gotten the results they were promised. And now they're like, well, what do I do? I think it just creates this thing. Like I can't trust Google because they want what they want. I can't trust these partners because I went to one before and that was bad. So what do I do? I feel like in, in, when you get to that situation, it's really not an enviable position to be in. I think it's, it's a net negative for the brand over the long term. And Andrea, what are your thoughts that this will impact? I think Sun covered it completely. It's like it, it puts you in that very uncomfortable position because I've been on those sales calls when you are with the potential client and they are like, well, we tested this in the past, it didn't work. And then you come back and it's like, well, let's test it and they are hesitant and they are just afraid because ultimately they also want the best to to their business and when they have been burned several times it's really hard to show them hey there's there's a different way and, and we can make this happen so i think there's going to be a lot of that happening as these um recommendations start getting implemented by people if they decide to do so so it's going to create that sentiment of I don't want to keep using Google or I scare and concern. I don't want to try again. And Sam, I, I saw a few tweets out there that that were a little bit scary, almost maybe, you know, just some some really negative thoughts. But do you think that Google may do something to try to force people back into the partners program? I specifically saw somebody say, you know, maybe what's next? Maybe they'll take away your your my client center account or your ads manager account. Do you think that they have a push to try to pull people back into here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably your next natural escalation, right? You mean the whole point is this is putting Google more in control. So then the next question becomes, okay, if people rebel, what do you do? I mean, it's kind of like, to use a really perverse analogy, it's kind of like right out of the dictator's handbook, right? Okay, we've got dissidents, we have people that don't want to do what we want, so we have to punish them. And that punishment might be taking away their MCC. That might be limiting support. That might be not allowing them to get new products and features faster. That might be not giving them access to certain educational resources or support forums. Um, those are all things that Google could do. And it wouldn't surprise me after this change for them to eventually try to push back, especially if there is a significant number of agencies who do the right thing and don't comply. And, and Sam, I agree 100% with you. And Andrea, do you have the same feeling that Google would take it another step? Yeah, probably. Especially as people is diversifying more where they spend their money besides just Google, because it's becoming so expensive in, in general. Uh, and people is trying new things, new avenues to reach out their audience. So I think they're just trying to gotch people to do what they want you to do. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they escalate this even further. Great. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, and you mentioned a really interesting point. I've been thinking about this and it's been bothering me for like a day <laughs> is, you know, Google, well, since we talked about this show, so I've had some plane rides to think about things. Um, but if Google has analytics and they can see how much traffic is coming to your site from other sources, like Facebook, for instance, what's now to stop them from not taking the partner step one step further and saying, hey, advertiser X, you're a Google partner, that means at least 50% of your client spend must be on Google. And we know from your Google Analytics data that right now you're spending X on Facebook, you're spending Y on Snap, and you're spending Z on Twitter and LinkedIn. So either you start moving more over the here to Google, or we're going to say your recommendation score is going to go down and you're going to be non-compliant. And that sounds so scary. It sounds scary. <laughs> it sounds crazy. But it also sounds like that could be launched in 2021. Like that, that's where we are. That's where we are today, which is why we're having the show. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. That's I'm just saying, if, if, you've, if you've shown your ability to push agencies to do what you want in this small way, 
then again, it's kind of like, okay, now can we push a little bit more? And you have the tool to know exactly how much you can push. So yeah, it's not a good precedent. Right. And I'm just going to circle back one more time. Um, we, we had launched that client.partners site. It's just client.partners. And if you lose your badge, we just made another little badge. You have to say, we'll always prioritize our client's best interests. We won't sacrifice performance by making changes to their account simply to obtain a badge or certification from an ad platform, regardless of their market power. So if you feel like you can't do anything, sign up for this and at least sleep good at night. That's what I keep saying. As I haven't slept since Wednesday when this was announced. So um, just another thing that you might be able to do to, to try to fight back or at least feel good. Or maybe, like Sam said, start a conversation, a healthy conversation with a client or a potential and let them know why they matter so much to you. Okay, and now I want to run quickly here, wrap it up just with the future. And I want to know what your thoughts were specifically um, for what you think Google wants ultimately for agencies. And, and Andrea, maybe we could start with you here. What are your thoughts of how Google, what, what Google really wants to happen with agencies? At this point, it feels like Google just wants us to do what they want. Um, with the creation of all these smart campaigns, I do feel that at any point in time, what they want us is, here's my site, you figure it out which keywords, which ads, which everything it's gonna be, and Google will put it in a black box and that's what will happen. I think that's where Google Ads is going. And I think this is a way of starting to let agencies know, hey, I want you to do what I want you to do. So I think that's what they're trying to do. We'll see how that plays out actually in reality. Yeah, absolutely. And this this week we heard about a potential broader rollout of smart shopping that would be more fully automated. I mean, we already lost exact match, phrase match, you know, for, for what it was. Um, and, and I guess, Sam, what, what do you think this means? Or I guess, what do you think the Google is going with agencies? I mean, it seems like you're, they're really pushing agencies to be more and more Google first and then eventually Google only, right? It seems like that's the, that's the whole plan is to make agencies as non-responsible as possible for like what they actually have to do for clients because it's just do what Google says and you'll be fine. So you're pushing agencies now. It's like, okay, now you don't really set up campaigns. Okay, we have smart campaigns for that. You don't structure things. Okay, we have smart things for that. You don't optimize. Okay, we have recommendation scores for that. Okay, um, you don't really do creative. We have tools for that. So what are you doing? Nothing. So you don't need to exist. Your whole point as an agency is basically to sell a client to Google and then Google runs the account. That's like their whole dream because then they can take the full, they can do whatever they want. And I agree with that. So. I just envision that future and how milk toast everything would be. You just say, sign me up for advertising and then everybody gets the same thing. And then who would do that? You know, again, it's the fact that you're nothing is aligned properly. If who would say, you know, I'm going to give all my money to Google and trust them to spend it wisely and fight for me. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, no, that's, it doesn't make any sense if you're not a, if you're not Google, but. but. But even to that point, Sam, I feel like that's one of the, the key differentiators that got Google ads to where it is today is the fact that if used right, it is so powerful. And to try to minimize and, and, and commoditize Google ads and, and agencies, it, it it's, doesn't seem like the right path or a path I would take if I were Google ads. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely not the path I would take. Um, but I think you're, they're getting to a point where if you, I mean, I follow their earnings very closely and you see that, you know, uh, CPCs are relatively flat year over year. Okay. The number of new advertisers increase going into the market, not as large as it once was. And then when you start looking at mobile skewing, yeah, desktop clicks are up a little bit, but, Really, you have to start expanding your market if the if your goal is to continue to grow. And then you see companies like Microsoft now. I mean, and kudos to them for putting out a great, some really great changes to their Bing ads as well as the Microsoft Advertising Network, which is really cool. 
And now Google's saying, okay, well, we're not getting as much growth as we used to. Um, and without that growth, we're not getting higher CPCs. And we're really kind of constrained at the top too, because CPCs can't go much higher and still be profitable. So we need new revenue and we need growth. And the only way to get growth is to bring new people on. And the only way to do that is to get some of these other agencies to do stuff. So we either have to move more spend to us or make more spend do what we want. And the two easiest ways to do that are to automate everything. So it seems like a, that seems like what they did. They were like, okay, great. That's what we're going to do. Great. Well, we are out of time here. So I, I just wanted to say a big thank you for hopping on this week, doing this emergency pod panel. It was fantastic to have both of you on. And um, Andrea, where can people uh, find you, learn more about you? Um, what should they do? They can always reach out to me on Twitter at Andrea Cruz 92 or you can also visit the co-marketing site. There's tons of information um, about our B2B digital best practices. Um, so we would, be we would love to have you there. Yes, the fabulous co-marketing website. And Sam, how about you? Um, so Twitter is always fun. Um, uh, it's just at my name, at Sam Ruckless. Um, and then the Warshawski website, which is like a lot of consonants in a row. But if you just start typing like W agency, we usually pop up at the top of the page. So that's, that works too. And Sam, you made that sound too easy. So I'm going to spell it out. It's Sam. Hopefully you can get that. But the last name is R-U-C-H-L-E-W-I-C-Z. So if you want to follow him, give a follow there. Um, you're all very active and I'm sure we'll answer any other follow-up questions that anybody has. A big thank you to our sponsors, Ahrefs and Optio this week. And if you like more marketing news, we have a little show on the Search Engine Journal network called Marketing O'Clock that recaps the news from the week. And once in a while, the host blows a head gasket about Google Partners changes. So check that out only on the Search Engine Journal network. And again, thank you all. Really appreciate you coming in and taking the time today. Not the best either.